Hello and welcome to episode 41 of the Coin Press Podcast. I'm Luke Willis. Today I'm joined by Jacob Avidar from LavaNet. Welcome, Jacob. Hello, welcome. Nice to meet hey. you. Nice to meet you too. Thank you for coming on today. Um, so, Jacob, what can you tell us about LavaNet? So, <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, uh, LavaNet is a new network, a layer one uh, network. Um, this layer one uh, network uh, brings accountable decentralization to RPC node infrastructures. Mm. Okay, so so to to break that down and kind of explain what that means for for non technical people, um, RPC is the like the the entry point to talking to the blockchain, right? It's the the API, if you will. Um, yeah, so so basically we're talking about another layer sitting between you and the actual blockchain where you want to transact, correct? Correct. So okay. we are creating like a, a new protocol which mm -hmm. incentivizing a fast reliability and 100% accurate RPC service on any chain. It means okay. that once you are a provider of uh, Lava, um, we can guarantee or we will incentivize incentivize you uh, for being uh, accurate, for being reliable, and for being very fast. It means sure. that the network itself becomes accountable and also decentralized. It's gotcha. like an open standard, so anyone can join, any new provider can join to it, and uh, uh, it's a based on uh, staking, so any okay. provider which is putting uh, his stakes on guaranteeing this uh, uh, service, he will be incentivized for that. So we'll give him more and more money and vice versa. It means that if he will not be reliable, if he will not be fast enough, so we will take his stakes. If their, the, uh, their answers is wrong or the answer cannot be read, so immediately we will take the stake and give it to the users. Mm, okay, gotcha, very interesting. So this is, it's basically trying to replace uh, or at least be an alternative to Infura or you know, lots of other services like that. Um, so <clears throat> talk to me more about this producer user dynamic, right? Um, because it's multi-chain. So, I guess, how do users decide to use LavaNet? How do producers get on LavaNet as a provider? Um, yeah, talk to me more about that. Yeah, actually, it's very, very interesting because exactly like you mentioned, uh, you said that we are going to replace Infura, but actually they can be part of our providers mm -hmm. because Lava becomes a marketplace. So a lot of users or consumers can come to it and also a lot of providers. So why would any of them want to be part of Lava? So we are actually incentivizing both sides. This okay. is in game theory, this is amazing because both sides can earn from it. Yeah. Let's take the consumers as their first side. So for consumers, it's much, much better to use Lava instead of any of Lava's providers. Why? Because you're getting a set of providers, not only one. If you are working with only one provider, if you are Alchemy, some other providers, then you get responses only from them. And you do not know if the answers are correct. 
maybe they provided you the right answer, but maybe they provided you answers which are old. Maybe they gave you the last block, which is currently on the network. Maybe they gave you it from 20 minutes ago, two hours ago. You do not know. You do not have any ability to check um, what is the, uh, the quality of the service that you got. In Lava, on the other end, you get fresh data all the time. Because yeah. if one provider is providing you very old data, immediately other providers will tell you that it's wrong. Gotcha. It's explained it. it. It means that once you are asking, you will get a list of pairing of providers. So you get a lot of providers. And yeah. once you're sending a request to the network, you will get an answer from one of them. In parallel to the answer that you got, the fastest one that you got, you can continue to work. The network itself is subsidizing tests of the reliability of the answer that you got. So if someone by mistake gave you the wrong answer, the network will check it by gotcha. a random algorithm that we are running in the background. And we will tell you, look, you got the wrong answer. Then you mm. can tell the network again, that you got the wrong answer. And by that, the reliability of the network grows because we will punish them, okay? So yeah. any provider which gives the wrong answer, we will punish it, okay? But if you're not giving the, as a, now as a provider, if you're not giving wrong answers, if you feel uh, comfortable with the service that you're providing, you will want to stake it. You mm -hmm. will want to put stakes on it because you uh, count on yourself. So you sure. get more and more incentives, more and more tokens. And this is the whole idea, okay? Does it make sense? It does, yeah. So <laughs> the it sounds like the... So I guess I want to talk more about the, the experience here because mm -hmm. the, the concept makes great sense. You know, you have users who are requesting from LavaNet and you basically give them a like a list of different RPC nodes that they can talk to, and then randomly select one, mm -hmm. and then you know reselect another one after a period of time, and that that makes sense. And I can see how that would lend itself to very accurate, trustable data over a period of time, right? And so, my question then is, how do the producers? get on LavaNet, and how do the consumers decide to use LavaNet? Great question. So let's take it one by one. So first of all, the producers, or we call them providers, okay? okay. So the providers, they can join Lava. They don't need to do anything in order to be part of it. They are just yeah. running their own nodes, the same as they are doing today. But okay. Being able just to run it through Lava allows them to get more money because mm. they are putting stakes on that. They are counting on themselves, as we mentioned. And if they know that they are providing good service, they will get more money. They will get more requests from consumers. And for these requests that they are serving, they will get money for it. Okay? Cool. Sounds cool for them. Yeah. The users, the users are getting, you said that the list is being selected randomly, but it's yep. not exactly randomly. It's based on the scores that your providers got. Like in a Uber or something like that, that you want to get a driver which has a higher score. So the network will prefer to give you 
a better driver, same will be with Lava. So we will prefer providers that gave you, that has higher scores, okay, that have higher score because you as a user wants to get a better service. Sure. So the better service that you are giving as a provider during time will get you more and more requests, and then you can get more and more money from the network. Gotcha. Okay. And the user, you want to use the better providers. And if a provider is not that good, his score will go down and he will not be selected too often. Mm. Okay? So the algorithm is not completely choosing, let's say, I don't know, 4.9 score instead of 4.7, but it prefers them. So over time, they sure. will get more requests and the others will get less requests. And that's the beauty, I think, of a decentralized network, that the network yeah. is selecting it. Cool. Okay, so that makes good sense. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, the uh, so just thinking through, like, as a DApp developer, if I'm building a, a website, basically, mm -hmm. that is going to talk to the blockchain, it sounds like I would need to implement a Lava integration, right? It's not going to be just a straight lift and shift to start using Lava, correct? And you have both options. So you can work with our gateway. We are providing a gateway. So you can go to our gateway and select from a list of different networks. So you can choose uh, Juno or Zello or Ethereum. We have a list of uh, at least 15 networks already, and it's growing all the time. Uh, and you can start working with it right away without any need to implement something. On the other hand, if you are a, an advanced user or a sophisticated user that wants to use our SDK or you want to use um, uh, RPCs directly with the nodes, you can do it as well. Yeah. So you have both options as a developer depending on your needs. Okay. Sure. Um, once you are doing that, it's very easy. It's nice because it's like a one-stop shop because with Lava, you can run multi-chains with the same code, with the same client that you have, you can work with different networks, mm. um, completely different layer one uh, blockchains, use the same code that you already have in order to query with them. Um, I think it's very nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that is cool. Um, so getting into more of the, the nitty gritty of the design of Lava. Um, so Lava is an L1. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an interesting choice. It makes sense from the perspective of, you know, I want to talk to this layer, which will then sort out multiple chains. But it seems to me that the the concept uh, could be implemented as just a, a set of smart contracts on an existing network. So why? I guess I'm curious why you decided to go with you know a new protocol instead of building on top of something else. Yeah, so I mentioned it before, I think. So if it would be based on smart contracts, so it's for specific networks, right? Mm. So either you want for Ethereum, either you want for uh, other networks that uh, implement the uh, smart contracts, but what if other networks do not have it? Or then I mm. would need to implement for any network, the specific smart contract and to upgrade it differently. <clears throat> right. It becomes like um, a nightmare in order to do these upgrades. Okay, for different right. 
But if I'm running my layer one uh, blockchain, then I need to do it only once, right? Mm. And then you can also guarantee the service that we just talked about, right? right? If you remember that we are giving rewards for the performance that the provider did, whether it's latency or accuracy or availability, they can get rewards based on that. Sure. Um, in smart contracts, it's more difficult to implement it, right? Yeah, yeah. OK, that makes sense. Um, <clears throat> so I guess that when you're thinking of it in terms of the the trusted RPC hop, <laughs> mm -hmm. you only have to make one to LavaNet. And that, that connection is pretty minimal in terms of what you're trusting Lava for. It's just the list of providers, right? Yeah. Exactly. It's like a trustless. You, you don't need to trust anything. You get the initial list, of the pairing from Lava, like yeah. all the uh, providers that you can work with, and yeah. that's it. And you can start working with that. Um, not only that you are working with this list, the list will be, during the time, will be changed based on the performance that each of them is giving. Sure. So, they will be like sorted inside and you will get more and more the providers that you like to work with that gotcha. are giving you a better service um, and this is basically it cool all right very good <clears throat> so um let's see so looking through your your white paper a little bit uh mm -hmm. there's there's a little bit in there about privacy in terms of the pairings between apps and providers can you say more about that how does privacy come into this because it's i think there's there's more nitty there's more detail here <laughs> that i'm not fully grasping yeah so from privacy perspective we do not save anything in the network okay mm. so any all we know is just about your um wallet or regarding your specific um, uh, key, but you can generate your own private key and you do not need to share it with us. So only once you have uh, your wallet um, and you're using it in order to connect with Lava, this is the only time that we are meeting that. From mm. that point, these are just requests coming with an RPC. Okay. So gotcha. you're being served and it's like a P2P connection. So you are getting the provider and everything is being done directly with the provider. Okay, You do not need to interact with Lava. The interaction for, with Lava is only in order to create these pairings. Sure. Okay, cool. So one, one thing that I harp on a lot here is um, gas fees. Mm -hmm. Because when you're working with the blockchain, if you're already established as a user and you've been in the ecosystem for a while, you have tokens, right? You can use them to pay for gas and that's great. You're familiar with that, you're comfortable with that, you understand the trade-offs and it's worth it to you to spend money to pay for network resources. But when we're talking about people who are outside of the current blockchain user base, um, they don't already have tokens. So there's an additional step, additional effort that they have to go through to acquire those tokens and then see their probably small balance dwindle as they're, as they're using the network. So that is currently probably one of the larger sources of bad 
usability for, for new people coming to blockchain. So Lava is now an additional layer that I, I believe has its own gas fees effectively, correct? So uh, we don't have uh, gas fees that we are collecting. It's okay. going to be based on a subscription model. Okay? We do not okay. have uh, mainnet yet. Currently, we sure. are only in a testnet. Okay. Uh, the main idea is that you will uh, get a subscription um, paid once, and that's it. And now you can run your requests, similar uh, models to different providers that uh, you are familiar with. So gotcha. something like that. So <clears throat> not collect any specific gas fees per transaction. It's not like Ethereum or uh, Bitcoin or something like that. Interesting. Okay. Excuse me. And, so, and the idea that for, for, for your transactions, that just to complete the, the idea, is that if there is a node of the provider which is running it, so the provider will pay for the gas fees that you want to do the transaction. Okay. Because for Lava, it's just a pairing. Yeah. Okay. So then, if I'm the, the the app that you're working with, I can have the subscription, and then you can just use it without understanding really that that lava is under the hood, and you don't need to hold lava tokens yourself. Exactly. Right? This cool. is for serving these RPCs that you are using, right? So yeah. you get amount of RPCs that you are allowed to use, and you can start sending these requests that will be sum up to a specific amount uh, that your subscription uh, provided okay interesting okay that's very cool yeah i mean i think subscriptions especially with the the applications being the one that's really paying that is that's a significantly better experience <laughs> yeah so so as i'm building i can i can think about how to improve decentralization for my users without trying to put additional effort or lift on their ability to start using whatever it is I've built. So that's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, okay, so I I am curious more about the, because you have like this trust score or reputation of the different providers, right? Um, is that list of providers fully permissionless like can anybody come in and just say yeah i want to start providing yeah definitely uh, cool. once it will be mainnet currently in in, in the testnet we want uh, to start with specific providers that we are already yeah. familiar but once it will be open to the public yes anyone can join this i think would be the beauty of the lava network that anyone can join to this network yeah. um based on the stakes that you will be willing to put, right? Yeah. Because the, the whole idea is that you need to put uh, some staking in order to be a provider. Right. And you need to take into account that if you will provide a bad uh, service, uh, you will be slashed. So we will take the stake that you put. But if you are a good provider, yeah. then you can enjoy from it. Okay. So anyone can join. To, to your question, anyone can join. Completely gotcha. decentralized. <laughs> Very cool. Um, excellent. Well, so LavaNet is in testnet right now. Um, what can you tell me more about the the roadmap? When you're going to mainnet, what are you currently working on and adding to the service? Yeah. Yeah. So so right now we are still in private testnet, and we are going to be public testnet uh, soon at the beginning of uh, 2023. 
uh, it will be in Q1. Um, we do not know yet when uh, mainnet will be up and running, but it would be during uh, 2023, um, hopefully sooner than later. Um, and many people uh, are already requesting to join. So we cool. have a big uh, Discord. So you can join our Discord to follow us on uh, Twitter and verify um, what is the progress and the new features that we are providing there. Uh, there's a lot of traction you can see there. Um, yeah. Users, providers, all of them uh, wants to be part of it. So we have uh, we've been surprised a bit about the uh, traction that uh, uh, we saw lately. Excellent, cool. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll put some links down to the the LavaNet Discord, the Twitter, and uh, and the main website so people can check it out. Great, thank you. Yeah, excellent. Well, Jacob, uh, I really appreciate you coming on today. I think that this is a very interesting uh, solution that you're you're looking to offer. Um, I know uh, you haven't released details about tokenomics and that kind of thing yet, uh, and you're still you know working on your 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 roadmap and, and getting to that point. Um, can you share anything about whether there's going to be like an airdrop or uh, an IDO or, or how do you know? Can you share more about how you're going to distribute? Not yet, not yet. Okay. Uh, right. Work in progress. Uh, we have big plans about it. Uh, it's still internal. As I mentioned, right. please follow us on Twitter and Discord, and we will share there what uh, will happen in, uh, in that area. Cool. All right. So for the uh, the investors in the crowd, I guess you're going to have to wait and uh, and listen in. So definitely. All right, Jacob. I'll uh, I'll sign off here. We really appreciate your time today. This was a great discussion. So for anybody listening who wants to learn more about Lavanet, go to lavanet.xyz and check out the links down in the bottom of the description of this episode. Thank you very much for hosting me today, Luke. And uh, thank you, Jacob. You this soon. was great. Bye for now. Bye bye. Bye for now, everybody.